the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Total Financial Hour is sponsored by TFS Financial Insurance Services and Total Financial Solutions, Inc. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategy. Strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now, higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial Welcome to the show. I'm Eric Powell. the Total Financial Hour. Appreciate you being with me. Let me give you the number. I'm going to start off with that. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847. I appreciate you being here as we're talking about your family's finances. Of course, getting out of debt, managing money, living a retirement life that's that's comfortable and nice. But most of it comes from you know understanding math, really just basic math, uh, addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. Fractions, decimals, percentages, that's it. Anything else, you're going to build a bridge. I'm good I'm good with, with calculus. You want to try to get me to Mars and not miss, or I just kind of keep on going. Okay, good. I'm, I'm good with certain advanced math classes. I, I like all of that. But to be wealthy, successful, financially happy on the, uh, the basic math formula, that's it. Eighth grade math, maybe today it's sixth grade math. If you were in China, it'd be fourth grade math. But if you're in the United States, maybe it's 12th grade math. I don't know, depending on if you're in Chicago or or LA Unified. You've seen the recent studies where teachers, educators, are most of them don't even send their own children to the public schools in which they work. Have you? Can you imagine? Imagine if you owned a fast food restaurant and you said, whew, me and my family, we don't eat here. You're crazy. What would you say? Would you go, well, then why should I eat there? That's weird, right? You'd think something is wrong somewhere when the educators who teach know the inside workings of the schools, don't even send their kids to the same schools. That's weird. Remember, the, the way to success is trusting your instincts, your gut, like something is wrong somewhere. Communist uh, and socialist entities and the Democratic Party have spent years, in fact, decades, tampering down your instincts, your freedom instincts, your instincts to be common sense oriented, that gut instinct, that thing that's inside of you that says something just isn't right. Right? Remember when you were wearing the same mask that was in your briefcase or your purse, hanging from your rearview mirror, put in your pocket, you touched it with your hands, then you put the mask on, then you took it off, 
Then you ate in the same restaurant where you wore a mask. You had to walk from the front to your table with a mask, walking by many people that were sitting at tables, not wearing a mask, right? That instinct inside of you that said something's wrong. You don't have to go to grad school in biology to understand something is wrong. You know it. You have that instinct, right? The left, the Democrat Party today didn't used to be that way. Now it is, right? Listen, the, the, the Democrat Party has always been a part of, maybe I should say liberals, you know, you know, didn't used to be that way, but now they are, right? The Democratic Party has always been a part of slavery. It's always been a part of Jim Crow laws and KKK. They founded it. Right, It was the NRA, in part, that was used by freed slaves to be able to carry a firearm, protect their families, against the Democrats. Hey, does that sound familiar? So yes, they've always been, as, a, as the Democrat Party, trying to tamp down your instinct to protect your family, the common sense. Right, The Democrat Party has been about the poll tax. You wanted to come and vote? Go ahead. Come on over. Okay, complete this puzzle. Answer these questions. Pay this fee. And you can vote. That was a creation of the Democrat Party, you guys. It wasn't a creation of of the right-wing Republicans. It's the left-wing, which is today's Democrat Party. Look, liberals vote for the Democrat Party. They do because they hate the conservatives. Not because they love or the values are the same of today's Democrat Party. It just isn't. They're different. So trust your instinct. There's something about your gut that goes, okay, wait a second. Let's see. Let's see. It's 2019, October, November. This virus has been around. People jump on planes, 100,000 planes. By the way, did you know this? There are 100,000 flights on average every day in the United States. In the, no, 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 not the world. In the United States. So you're telling me, for three, five, six months, people have been flying around carrying a virus from China, from Wuhan, from the U.S. government lab in Wuhan. Yes, they supported it. Now we know it's all out there. Fauci lied and lied and then lied again. We know that. And, and then you're, t- you're trying to tell me that my common sense says that if a person goes on a plane, no, no mask. Remember that there was no mask. Jumps on a plane, flies around, visits family, drives in a car, goes to a plane, walks in and gets gas for their car, goes into a restaurant, and on and on, hundreds of thousands of times a day across the world, that all of a sudden, what is it, March, April, May, whatever it is, and we need to wear a mask. You're like, what, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean wear a mask? Yeah, the, the same mask that's in your purse or your pocket. Yeah, that sanitary thing. Yeah, you got to wear that. Right. Some of you, I love it. I've interviewed 46 doctors, six of them. Sorry, 47 now, 47 physicians, nurse practitioners and nurse uh, and and physician assistants. I think one or two physician assistants, um, a half a dozen or so nurse practitioners are within that group. So so maybe high level medical professionals is a more correct term. Interviewed 47 of them. Six of them say you should wear a mask. And when I ask those six, I go, well, would you wear the same mask into surgery that you had in your briefcase outside, parked in your car, in your back pocket, would you, in your purse, would you wear that mask? And Oh, you wouldn't, but it's okay. And in the end, here's what they say. 
And you know the underlying fear is the half a million dollars in student loan debt. You know that, right? The underlying fear is, well, it's better to be safe. Better be safe. Right? How many of those memes and those little videos where the guy's walking down the street with two seatbelts kind of strapped, you know, like the, the shoulder belts that you would see in race car drivers. And he's just walking down the street. Better to be safe. Wearing a helmet, glasses. Like, oh my goodness, this is America. If we were supposed to be safe, we would still be on the East Coast. And nobody would have gone into this wild, wild west of the frontier called Kentucky or Tennessee or Virginia, right? It would have never happened because we wanted to be safe. This is, a, this is America. That's why we're different. People think we're weird, just so you know. When you travel, and even Canadians, by the way, what is your obsession with firearms? What is this obsession with freedom? Freedom, freedom, freedom. What is this obsession? I hear it from them. They were not raised that way. They were not trained to think freedom. But some of them that were raised in the Eastern Bloc, some of them that were raised in Canada, still have that inside instinct that they listen to. It's a little fire, about the size of a Bic lighter. And it's flickering. It's not a, it's not a raging freedom that you might find in Texas or in Utah or in Colorado or Florida. It's not one of those raging, burning fires that is in the heart of every Tennessean. But it's a little bicker, uh, a little bit lighter. A- and it sits there and it says, hey, that doesn't make sense, but what about freedom? But Canada's been pretty good, and so is England nowadays. England is lost, according to most people. Now, if you're if you're a British citizen, if you're in England... I hope you don't stop fighting. We have many listeners there, actually. Finland, Norway, we know who you are. Thank you for sending in your emails. But but don't stop fighting. But a lot of people say, look, you've lost the system, the education system, the people. Tap down that little fire. Don't let that happen. So how do we know we're right and they're wrong? Very simple. Very simple. Look at the economy. Look, look at the, the economy. State of California keeps banning businesses. <laughs> banning businesses. Five more states have been banned for doing business from the state of California because based on their LGBTQ policies. This is from 2021. This is not a recent phenomenon. Right? You weren't allowed to travel on business to Florida. Remember that the last couple of years? How's that working out, California. By some estimates, one trillion with a T, trillion dollars in debt. One trillion dollars in debt. Oh, but we're the seventh largest economy in the world. No, you're not. Don't lie. It's a lie. Well, Eric, no, based on GDP, gross domestic product, all the products produced, where the breadbasket got it. Then you have to add in, okay, I'm good. You add in a couple of things. Number one, you add in your debt that you can't print money. Most other countries can. Number two, and by the way, the federal government can, but you can't, California. The The second part that's pretty important is you're not responsible for the waterways, for the national security, for a military, for a standing army, standing navy, the border. So those are expenses. Those are costs that would eat away. So you get to count all the goodies, but not the bad. It's a joke, California. Gavin Newsom, Democrat Party. And many of you, 
can run for office. Many of you have the, the Constitution, that internal fire, to get rid of some of these clowns up in Sacramento. State Senate, State Assembly. You do. You start low. You start small. City Council. Figure it out. Some of you are legislator-based. Right? That means you, you're, you'd be a really good legislator. Some of you are executive-based. And I'll tell you what, don't let yourself be the judge. Oh, I, I'm an executive. Uh, I'm the boss. I, I can be the leader. I, I'm like a governor or a mayor. Yeah, 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 mayor, mayor. No, may, ask people that know you and see. A, am I really a good executive making decisions, hearing all por- points of view, all different sides, and then making a decision, being confident, standing with it, not being a jerk. I said confident. Some of you, some of you can. PTA president, maybe that's the way to go. Maybe you join the PTA, be a kingmaker versus the king or a queenmaker versus the queen. Right? Maybe you're the one that, that is the trusted advisor whispering in the ear, guiding and directing policy behind the scenes. There's a lot of people like that that do very well. So keep that in mind, okay? I, I need you to do this because you're going to have to stand up. If you're going to stay in California, you better fight. You either leave or you fight. There are no two choices. Uh, uh, there aren't any more choices, only those two. You, you realize that, right? Two choices. Fight if you're going to stay or leave. If you are going to sit around, then you are no different. It's, it's a way overused but still brightly shining example. Way overused, I get it. But the French townspeople, the Polish townspeople, the Germans, where you had the concentration camps and they were two towns away or one town away or even adjacent to the crematoriums or the concentration camps. And they did nothing. They went about their way. I remember having a conversation with my son. He was in college, my oldest boy, and and we were talking about this. And I said... It's probably a decade ago. And I said, you know, I don't even know, uh, you know, how, how deceived were the German people? They didn't even realize it. He looked at me and said, you understand, dad, they knew. I go, well, I mean, I don't know. He goes, they knew. They had to know, right? Piles of shoes were being delivered. Gold rings were being delivered. Gold fillings and being melted down. Do they think it just came from air? Once this was the Schwartz's house, now it's somebody else's home. This business was owned by uh, this person, and now it's a a Jewish family. Now it's not. What, surprise? They just decided to, to sell everything? And when that common sense conversation was was had, I, I thought to myself, well, they had to know. Okay, let me be clear. If you're a member of the Democrat Party, today more than ever... And you are voting for them? You know. You know. You know they're ruining America. You know they're ruining the state of California. But you like Gavin Newsom because he just makes you feel better. Mm, Better. Fine. Fine. Listen, you could. I have a cousin that works for the... And you fill in the blank. And he's a great guy. You're right. He probably is a great guy. Doesn't mean he has or she has any control. So you have to watch your, 
How else do we know that they're messing up? Well, uh, 14,000 jobs cut recently this last week in Nokia. So we see job cuts across the country. That's going to happen. It's going to get worse, just so you know. It's going to happen probably for the next six or eight months. You'll see layoffs. I don't know if you know anything about this little this little thing going on in, in the Middle East. Hamas, one of the most evil organizations, probably Satan on earth. Certainly, I believe Satan's hand is in those men and, and women and whoever it is that, that run across the border to do that to people. Of course, no question. Oh, Eric, but you don't realize, you know, what Israel has done. Listen, I've been there. I spoke to Arabs that are Israeli citizens. I spoke to Christian Israelis. I've spoken to personally. Have you? I've spoken to Jewish, anti-Israeli government Jewish people. Try to be anti-Hamas Palestinian Here you go. Try to live in Gaza, be an anti-Hamas Palestinian Christian. They exist, just not in Gaza. They have to leave. Try to be that person in southern Lebanon. You can't. You're monolithic. You all speak with the same voice. But in Israel, believe it or not, they have opposition. What? Yeah, people that don't like the government. And they have television shows, and they speak up. And then tomorrow they go to the store and they shop and nobody stabs them in the parking lot. What? Well, Eric, if you don't understand, it's because they have all the power. Look, you could say it's because they wear this color shoes or they have that, you know, color shirt on. I, I get it. You can make up whatever excuse. Just try to be the other one in the opposite side. See how long you live. Wait, wait, was it about freedom again? That little burning Bic lighter? Was it that that little lighter inside of you? Oh, but air if they stole the land. Look, go to Prager University, type in your favorite search engine, Prager U, Israel, Hamas, Palestinian. You'll get probably a dozen videos and it will tell you. And you can decide. Then you can go to the Hamas propaganda website as well. Right? Maybe you'll call this Israeli propaganda website from, from uh, uh, PragerU. Okay, fair. And you compare. You see, where do you think Satan lives? Because I don't know if you're aware, but by the way, he's here. Evil exists. Evil is here. And evil requires assistance. You, you understand that, right? It, quire, it, it, it requires organizations, political parties, individuals to knowingly or unknowingly push to support those ideas, right? Members of Congress, you you understand that you cannot go to certain places of Minneapolis. If you are white, if you're a police officer, you cannot go to certain places of Detroit and other cities in Michigan if you are not fully burkaed up or a police officer, you cannot. This is the United States. We used to laugh at places in London you couldn't go if you were in law enforcement. Oh, that would never happen here. Can you say Somalia, Iraqi? Can you say Arab? Yeah, you cannot go to certain places. Not all of them. Don't be dumb. 
Stop. No, not all of them. Not 100%. Maybe even 10%. But they're the loudest, they're the most violent, and they're the most evil. Just like all Palestinians in Gaza, most of them want to live a life. But many of them, probably multiple double digits, believe that having their child go and blow get blown up or go into Israel and, and behead babies, that's okay. What does it take? It takes an undermining of the U.S. economy and, and the state of California. That's what's happening, by the way. More layoffs are coming. United Auto Workers, right? I don't think unions are bad. Of course not. I was a, a shop steward of a union. I was a member of, yeah, the police union. But I think some union leadership want to kill the host. Oh, we need more. We need more. We need more. How about you say, hey, union members, here's what we do. We're going to get you the best we can, but you need to go back to work because you have to feed your families. Because by the way, union presidents still get a paycheck. Just so you know, not the members, but the union leaders, they still get their car paid for. They still get their gasoline paid for by the union expenses. Yeah, I think that's evil. I think that's wrong. You say, hey, this is the best deal we're going to get. All of you go back to work. And I'll tell you what, if you don't like it, you go find another job. You go get educated. And I'll tell you what, when people start leaving, the the employers will go, okay, okay, okay. We're going to give you more money. Why? Because we need you. But when they don't need you, When you beg, who wins? Same evil group. So let's, let's, let's tie this together a little bit so we can be clear. I think in the United States, there's an undermining. No, they're not running around blowing each other up. No, no, no. They're not doing that. They're undermining Congress, right? A half a dozen, maybe more, maybe in Congress, maybe in the House of Representatives, maybe it's two dozen plus. All on the Democrat Party, just so you know. So you have the legislative group. Then in the business world, right the other side of the equation, you have some CEOs of some companies praise Hamas, its efforts, their sympathizers. They're bad. When you praise the devil, you're bad. Uh, Look, I didn't make it up. It's not a secret. Like, ooh, what, what? If you're a union leader and your goal is to protect and provide for the members and you think that a good idea is for your member to be on welfare or to get aid from a church or a charity for weeks and weeks and months, oh, because it's all about AI. Oh, it's all about electronic vehicles. Oh, it's all about, how about I just want to eat dinner and make sure my kids can go to college. And if I don't like this job, if it's not paying me enough, I'm going to go get a different one. Today, you can create your own content. Go to your favorite search engine and type in, how do I become my own producer of a movie or, or a writer? I want to write. I want to, I want to be my own author. I want to write a book. I'm an awesome graphic artist. You don't think that, that, that your union membership, uh, look, I get it. I, controversial error. If you don't understand and we, we are, there was a greedy SOBs. Okay, fine. Two things can be right. They can be, and probably are, greedy son of a guns. I get it. And you should be getting a job, and if you don't like it, you go get another job. Oh, it's a career. I'm 57 years old. I got three more years left. Go get another job. I didn't make it up. Manage your finances properly, you guys. Remove the control from those greedy son of a gun, corporate whatever you want to call them. 
And then the next leg, the state of California. Oh, Eric, you don't understand. Yes, I do. I do. All of my children left the state of California to have a life somewhere else. Can you do you not understand that this is a personal thing? I have clients that have left to probably 30 or 40 different states. I haven't counted. Might be interesting to do that. I can tell you a predominant uh, number of them, right? A huge percentage have gone to the Floridas and the Texases and the Tennessees and the Nevadas and the Arizonas. Huge percentages. I mean, that's maybe in North Carolina, a couple out there. But people are leaving. And then as the state of California, you say, oh, it's because you guys are, uh, you guys are, are greedy. You want to keep the money that you earn and not give it to the state of California. Taking your business and going somewhere, raising your children in a school that isn't closed. What? Making your children wear a mask. How selfish are you, former Californian? <laughs> right? You guys look at that and you say, well, it can't be related. I'm telling you from my point of view, it is related. 100% related. Because if you have a strong state of California, it's like the captain of the ship. It steers the country into a different direction. When you have Pelosi, former Speaker of the House McCarthy, when you have Kamala Harris, all from where? Well, not only California, but the Bay Area, or at least Central California. That's a big deal. It can, it can steer the ship. Stay with me after the break. I want to continue with why I think what's going on in Hamas is going to hit your, in the Middle East is going to hit your pocketbook and why you have to pay attention and be prepared. I'm Eric Hallaby. This is the Total Financial Hour. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847. Stay with me after the break. Be right back. has got a job to do. Arab makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power. The Total Financial Hour. Learn about financial power. The Total Financial Hour. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial power. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for staying with me. I'm talking about your family's finances, getting out of debt. There's a world... Uh, Look, it's it's on cutting edge. It's on the edge right now, isn't it? You take a look at what's happening in the Middle East. Uh, I'm hopeful that we can get you some economic clarity anyway. Triple eight ninety nine retire eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. I mentioned the connection and why I think all of this is important to both your financial life and what's happening in the world. Very simple. California is relocating. People are relocating their headquarters from California. Let's take a look. From January 2018 to June of 2021. That's some of the latest numbers I have. 265 headquarters relocated. Do do you understand? Headquarters, which means that's where they pay taxes because it's based on the headquarters. It's based on where they have usually the higher paid employees 
right? Because in headquarters, in the, in the corporate headquarters, you have the highest paid employees, which means they spend more money in taxes as well. Oh, by the way, they also go to the store and spend more money in cars and gas and hairdresser and liquor store and on and on, don't they? So when 265 headquarters have relocated out of the state of California, and that's just, those are a couple years old. In fact, it's much, much higher today. Where are they going? Well, we have Nestle that left right here in Glendale, went to Arlington, Virginia, Oracle, and uh, what's the other one? uh, Apple. What? They moved to Austin, Texas. How do you do that? Isn't Silicon Valley, what is it, thriving still on its reputation? Maybe. But a lot of these folks are leaving. They're going to Florida. They're going to, uh, throughout Texas, the Dallas area. Drive by, look at Frito-Lay and Pepsi and, and a lot of the companies that are located in the Plano, Frisco, greater Dallas area, Fort Worth. So why are they doing this? Because of the weather? Of course not. It's because that's where the people are moving so that you're being so so that you're clear on it. It is taxes. It is the expense to do business, the regulation. But it's also where the people move. Right? You need to have employees. You can't just locate your corporate headquarters in the middle of the Mojave Desert. There's nobody there to work for you. And then you can't attract people. Hey, come and work for me. I'm out in the middle of the Mojave Desert. They say, well, where where are my children going to go to school? Where are we going to go to church or to synagogue? Where will we actually play in the Little League? My, my kids want to play Little League baseball. Where, where will they do that? So when people leave, it's almost a chicken or the egg. Are the jobs there first or do the people go there first? In this particular case, it's happening simultaneously. Now, many of you are thinking, oh, Nashville, Tennessee, Franklin, Tennessee. I love that area, by the way. It's beautiful. But you have to understand the roads, the bridges, the, the towns, they were not created for four-lane highways. So if you think you see bad traffic in Los Angeles on the 405 at noon or at 6 p.m. or on a Sunday, take all of that. It's much worse in most cases, simply because not, not because there's more people. It's just the roads are not as wide and they can't make them wide because these towns are 150 years old. These, these roads are 150 years old. There's just no way horse and buggy every once in a while somebody would would ride by today you have big suvs and you have lots of vehicles and coming and going and big rig tractors dropping off stuff at the the walmart and delivering things to your pharmacy well that's not that's not uh you know something that's been around for a while so be careful where you decide to move do some research i like the idea of you kind of learning growing and learning Right, right now we're looking at the regulations. I mentioned that about 396,000 regulatory restrictions in the state of California. Think about this for a minute. Go back to that instinct. You need a license to cut somebody's hair? What? For 5,000 years? Wow, we just barely, we barely got by. Thank goodness California has a a regulatory agency to license beauticians and barbers. Oh, they're training. Well, I'll tell you what, if you cut my hair once and I don't like it, I'm never coming back. There's your regulatory restrictions. How hard is that? 
oh, you can't have raw milk in the state of California. You can in almost every other state. Oh, but why? Because it's not pasteurized and the government hasn't put its stamp of a... You really think that matters? Maybe it does. Oh, here, if people used to die every 15 minutes from bad milk. Oh, well, maybe you're right then. But have you ever asked yourself, who are these government employees? And why do they have lifetime medical when they retire? Why do they have a pension greater than most of what America makes when they're working full-time, and yet these people are wonderful human beings? By the way, great godly people, I get it. But is there any mechanism in place to say you've worked for the state of California for 30 years and now we, we're we now responsible for the rest of your life? I, I Look, I think pensions are a great thing if you're receiving them. I do. I think they're a horrible thing if you have to pay for them. <laughs> right? Everybody wants a nice steak, min- deal, uh, steak dinner. But who wants to pay for it? Right? Would it be nice if it was free? Okay, well, now you see my point. All of us want something for free or, or very low cost, but you have to pay for it. When you have, what, 15%, depending on the numbers, you 6 9 10%, whatever the numbers are, of Americans receiving a pension, and the other 90% have to pay for that. That's very difficult. How do you explain that to somebody who woke up early in the morning, worked hard all day, came home dirty, and, and his wife and, and him maybe both had to work? And then they get cleaned up and they go to sleep and they do it again tomorrow. And they have very little savings and then they get laid off and then they quit their job. And and then you say, oh, but that guy shows up, goes to the goes to the Denny's or the IHOP. Look, you can find him. I see him everywhere. Norms. Look how many city vehicles are parked. Now, let me tell you a little secret. Shh, shh, don't talk, don't tell anybody. Whether it's the city of L.A., the county of L.A., or the department of DWP, look in the back parking lot. Right around 6, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning when they're supposed to be, hold on, wait for it, working, and they're eating on the job. You guys know who you are. I was one of them. Right? I'd work for the police department. We'd work, and, and then we'd go, and we'd get a, we'd get a lunch break. Hey, who, anybody else want a breakfast burrito? Okay, I'll go get it. We all, that's what you do because you think you deserve it. And maybe some of you are amazing people and you do deserve it. I don't know. All I'm saying is it's happening. Try to do that to a plumber or an electrician or an architect or a person who owns her own uh, decorating company and say, hey, by the way, just take two hours to go have breakfast, chat with your friends, drive a city vehicle, use city gas. Go go chat with your friends and see if your decorating company is still going to be paid. You, look, when we have all this money overflowing and it's coming and going and we're building a new country and a new state and a new city, great. There's 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 cream on the top. Little for you, little for me. Everybody take it. But when there's government employees and there's potholes, there's streetlights that don't work, there's homeless people all up and down the street going to the ba- bathroom. Wait, wait. Is somebody doing something? Oh, no, no. Now these city vehicles, you have to check the license plates just to see if they're really city vehicles because they're removing the markings on the side of water and power in city vehicles. Southern California Edison, uh, DWP. Why? 
Oh, oh, well, very simple. Because Southern California Gas Company, all of them, you understand, where they get paid and you have to make the payment and they have incredible pensions. Listen, I like it. I am a financial guy. They come to my office. I can help you as a person. I just want you to understand it cannot, it will not. There is no way for it to last. If you're 55 or 60 years old, you better have a plan B. Because there are hundreds of thousands of people leaving the state of California. There are hundreds of companies removing their corporate headquarters from the state of California. There is a one-party system in the state of California. Somebody has to pay for those benefits. I just want you to have a plan B. I love the system if we are a healthy system. Right? If you're fit, whatever that means to you, right? Your waist is, I don't know, 32, 34 inches. Depends on the size of how tall you are, I guess, guys. But you, you get the point. You're fit. You know what that looks like. And you have a hot fudge sundae on a, on a Sunday afternoon. It's not going to change your life. You might get a little bloated. You might get a tummy ache if you eat too much. Certainly, you get a brain freeze if you eat too fast. I get it. But it doesn't change your life. But if you're overweight, if your cholesterol's out of whack, if you have diabetes, and you're doing that every single day, you understand there's a problem. It doesn't take Arif on the radio to tell you there's a problem. It doesn't even take your physician that went to Harvard Medical School to tell you there's a problem. There's a problem. And when we can now be distracted, rightfully so, because it's a big deal, but distracted away from the union strikes, the layoffs, Google layoffs, Amazon layoffs, you think no big deal. Oh, no, that means there's a problem because they're going to be late paying their bills to the other vendors, which are the smaller companies. They're going to not have their employees go to the store, go spend money at at gasoline or, or car washes. I mean, you realize it trickles down to everybody. And then you have to ask yourself, we forgot about that union strike. We forgot about how much we're paying teachers or or hospital workers. I get it. I'm not saying, look, look, if you have a challenge, if you go, oh, Eric, you always hate. I do not. It is math. I started the show. One plus one. You need to know addition, subtraction. There isn't. There are no dollars. I can tell you it's dark outside or it's light outside. If you trust me, you'll trust me. If you don't, you don't. But it's still math. You can like me and one plus one is two. You can hate me and one plus one is two. You can think I'm arrogant and one plus one is two. You can think I'm a nice guy. You get the point? One plus one is still two, guys. You have to protect you and your family. If you are blessed to have an amazing government pension, great. You still plan for a rainy day. Still protect yourself. Still still take your retirement account and, and keep it out of risk. Oh, but Arif, they said that if I die, my wife will get my pension. Uh, I think life insurance is still important. Why? Because they can change their mind. No, they can't. We signed a contract, the MOU, Memorandum of Understanding, and the contract uh, until they say we don't have money, until they go default or file bankruptcy or whatever they would call it. It doesn't matter. And then... The reason it matters is because you've passed away and there's nothing your wife or husband can do. So you better protect them. 
That's all I'm saying. Protect just in case. What if? What about? How do we protect it? How do we keep ourselves safe? How do we make sure that if everything is great, oh my goodness, that means my kids will get an amazing inheritance. That means we can buy a larger RV or a bigger vacation house or one right on the water instead of two blocks away from the lake. Because Arif was wrong. Oh, good. I will be the happiest to be wrong about that. I, I will tell you, whew, I was wrong. My wife will tell you there's not very many times I'm happy to be wrong. But this one I will be. I'll go, oh, darn it. You're wealthier than I thought. Shucks. Wouldn't that be great? So we have to plan. How do we do it? We get money out of the market that you can't afford to lose. Remove it from risk. Get it into safety. Diversify. Truly diversify. Not, I'm in 300 different stocks. Uh, No. The stock is a stock is a stock. It goes up and it goes down. You can make money. You can lose money. Oh, well, then I have bonds. Have you seen your bonds lately? Have you? Because the higher the interest rates, and there's no slowing down, by the way, the lower the value of your bonds. So we got to get it away from that kind of risk. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, they all act the same, meaning they go up and down. That's one asset class in our portfolio, in our world. That's what's one. All right. So you can have some there. That's fine. However much you want. You meet with your financial advisor. You see, what is it? What am I looking at? Is it too much, too little risk? What if it drops 30 or 40 or 50% like it's done many times in the last 20 years? Now what? I love it. People say, well, over the last 80 years, the market has averaged 11 per- Are you going to live 80 more years? Do, do you care that 80 more years, whatever it's done over 80 years? How about the last 20 years when we've been running trillions of dollars in debt? When America is no longer the leading producer of goods and services, but China is. When our state and local debt means our schools are going to be paralyzed. Tell me how the market has performed during that kind of world. People say, what about it? What about gold, Arif? What about metals, silver? Look, you can have gold and silver if you want. I don't dis- dislike it. Experts will say 5%, 10% of your portfolio, whatever that looks like, that's up to you. Some have nothing, but remember gold can go up and down. Yes, it can. It doesn't disappear. Even if it's a dollar an ounce, it's still a piece of gold in your hand as opposed to a worthless share certificate. So there's a reason, right? Okay. So maybe you have some of that. What about crypto, Arif, Bitcoin, Ethereum, crypto, crypto? Well, well, go for it. If you want some of that, I'm okay with that again. I would keep it kind of the same percentage as the gold, silver, metals, platinum kind of stuff. Whatever that is, keep the same percentage. Now, if you have $50,000 to your name, I don't want anything in those kinds of risk because you can't afford to lose the percentage because it's real dollars. If you had a million dollars and you lost 20,000 because gold drops, well, that's up to you. But what do we do with the rest? That is what goes into safety. The unpredictability, the uncertainty in the world. Do you think it's uncertain now? I think it is. You think it's a little crazy right now? Probably. So what do you do? Well, there's some good fixed annuities out there. There's some good fixed indexed annuities. There's safety, there's protection, there's tax benefits. What do you do? Well, if you want safety and protection, we can help you with some of that portfolio. Our number, 
888-888-9899 retire that's what i do okay so that's important if we can help you great if we can't that's okay too you just decide but what do i want you to do i want you to look at your taxes that means you're going to sit down with your cpa your tax advisor now you do it today this week this month why because before we get to the end of the year if you need to course correct you need to make adjustments you can still do that before December 31st. For our clients, we'll be with you on the phone call. We'll be with you in person, whatever it takes. And by the way, there isn't a, we have a great office. We have a staff of eight people or nine people. So we have good, a good group of people. But I don't want you to think, oh, there's, there's got to be a bullpen of agents that Arif will refer us off to. No, no, no. You meet with me, your phone calls with me, your Zoom meeting, whatever you like to do, whatever you prefer. So sometimes it's a little difficult, you know, maybe it's a week out, right? I take a vacation now and again, so add the time off and sometimes somebody in my family is sick, right? I got to be there. Just, I have a normal life like you. So I just ask for your patience. Sometimes we can get you right in. Sometimes it takes a week or two. So just know that, okay? Just kind of be aware. And then there's those fixed index annuities where you can get some of the gains of the market going up. And if the market goes down, we don't lose. It locks in those gains. So even if the next day or the next month it drops, we don't lose our gains. Now, there's some trade-offs. There's some catches. You have to be okay with those. A couple of them are, look, you're going to ma max out probably no more than 12 or 15% a year. That's the max. Zero to 10, zero to 12, zero. That's it. No more than that. What's the second catch? Well, liquidity. Why do I want you to have money in other places? Savings and checking. What's the job of that savings and checking? Simple. It is designed for you to have access to it. It is not designed to give you tax benefits. It's not designed to give you great rates of return or extra goodies on the back end. No, no, no. I need it today. Give it to me today. Accessibility. Right? It has that instant gain, give it to me now kind of a thing. So our job is the money that you can't afford to lose. It has to be there to give you at least a minimum level of protection. If you're somebody without one of the city, county, state, big company, union type pensions, then it's a much larger percentage of your income that we have to replace. If it's if you have one of those, then maybe our job is to get reasonable rates of return and be there as just in case they're going to give you a 20 or a 30% cutback, which I think is realistic. I think a 30% cutback on pensions, city, state, county pensions, if you are in your 50s today, there's a really good chance that you will experience one of that type of a cutback in your retirement life. It's just a math formula. So that's a big part of it. And look, everybody's different. For tax issues, guess who you go to? A tax expert. For uh, legal issues, right? Should I have a corporation, my rental property? Should I have an LLC? The answer is probably yes, but who do you ask that to? A tax lawyer, or, or in this case, a corporate lawyer. You have this team of people that work together. What drives me crazy is when somebody says, I'm a certified estate financial planning tax expert. And I go, wow, shoot. Okay. Woo. Okay. So, so what are you good at? 
I said, well, Eric, I'm, I'm certified. I'm, uh, uh, I'm great at everything. I go, you can't be great at everything. Bonds are the opposite of stocks, meaning you have to think differently. I'm a real estate expert and I'm a corporate purchase buyout owner. Well, okay, you can't be. I mean, listen, they're Einstein, maybe, maybe Elon Musk, right? He's great at a lot of things, rockets and cars. Those are different things. I get it. But your standard vice president, where everybody's a vice president, at your two-name financial expert agencies, right? Uh, I mean, you understand, right? Morgan, James, Schwab, Stanley, every two names. When you put two names together, everybody's a vice president there. People will, will come into my office. Eric, I heard you say that. And listen, I don't mean they're bad. I didn't say that. But there's no value in a title. If they've proven themselves, if they're already wealthy, if they've made their family wealthy, now you can talk to me. Right? But if somebody says, hey, listen, I work with the person. He's 34 years old. He, he, he or she works at these two-name agencies. They're a vice president. And they say they're an expert in everything. I wanted stocks, bonds, annuities. I want cash, CDs. They can do it all. I'm like, oh gosh, if they can do it all, they're probably not even good at everything and maybe only great at one thing or nothing. So do your homework. I want you to have a tax uh, expert. That's usually called a CPA. Not everybody is a CPA, by the way. You're a tax expert or your CPA Certified public accountant better be a CPA specializing in what you need. In other words, there are other CPAs that are good in some areas, some that are good in other areas. Make sure whatever it is that you need, that they're good and even great in that area. Second, corporate lawyer. I don't like the same lawyer who does your trust, who also does car accidents. And if you need a divorce or did you want to sue that neighbor because his tree is over your yard? Look, what is, the, what is the attorney good at? I don't know. Find it out. And if they're good at it, make sure that they become great at it. Then I'll work with you. I want somebody that does trusts in the morning, in the afternoon, at night. Every day, Monday through Friday. They need to only do trusts. I'm good with that. I want that expert. Now, there's some things related to trust. Probate, law, going to court, you know, estate transfer. Those things matter, of course. Look, when I was young and a young investor, I took anybody. I was 18 years old. I started saving and investing. You take anybody that'll take you. But as you start to mature and you start to become an, uh, more of a professional, you need an expert. Safety and protection, maybe I'm here for you. If you need me, that's what I'm, it's my job. All right, guys, stay with me after the break. I have your emails, Arif at TFSWealth.com. Arif, A-R-I-F, at TFSWealth.com. Stay with me after the break. Your emails on your hometown station. We'll be right back. Arif makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arab Hallow. 
Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being a part of the show. I'm Eric Hallaby. This is your place for news, talk, and information. Amy, 70, the answer. Okay, listen, we're talking about your family's finances, uh, your emails. The second hour is always about you and your emails. And I love to hear because it tells me what you're thinking. Some of you come into the office. We have a conversation. Uh, I go, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize you were actually talking about that or this is what mattered to you or this is what you were thinking. So those are always really helpful to me because it gives me that point of view of what is happening on the other side of this microphone. And after, gosh, 19 years, that's pretty incredible. After 19 years on the air, it gives me a good idea of how to listen to you and, and what's what it's all about. So your emails are important. Uh, one of the things that I think is important to understand is what is happening with the younger generation. Onesies, twosies, that doesn't really matter. But as now reports are give, coming out because of the the thirty year mortgage rates, right? You understand the thirty year mortgages that used to be at two and a half, three three percent, they're now at seven point six three percent. That's the average. Can you understand that? That's 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 not small. It about not quite doubles. It adds somewhere in the neighborhood of about forty percent to your payment. Okay, that, that's a big deal. When you could barely qualify before, when I first bought. My first home, I was 23. My wife was 21. We did everything we could to make the payment. I couldn't believe it. It was $1,100 a month. I made that payment. And son of a gun, would you know, 30 days later, I had to pay it again. I was like, "What? Is, wait, is this every month? Yes, it is. Every month. That's a, that's a rude awakening for people that either live with their parents or, or roommates or very inexpensive cost of living at college, right? Somebody else is paying for your tuition, the taxpayer usually. So here's what we're seeing. Adult kids are moving in with parents to save for their homes because interest rates are nearing 8%. That's a big change. Before they would live with them indefinitely, there was no reason to move. There was no motivation to leave. Now it shows about 51%, about half, are potentially looking to their parents to help them prepare to buy a home. Some are going to receive money from their parents as an, as an additional uh, down payment, gifting. Some are saying, listen, I'm going to keep working. I have a job, but I just want to live in the spare bedroom or in the basement or, or downstairs in the garage, whatever it is, so that I can save. So I want to tell you how to do this if you happen to fall into one of those categories. And it's a way for you to prevent your kids from becoming moochers which is a technical financial term, right? And what you do is simple. You say, hey, hey son, daughter, uh, the current cost for rent is X amount of dollars. Let me back up. Where do you want to live? Oh, I want to live over here. What's the house payment? Well, I can afford the house payment, mom. I just can't afford the down payment. Got it. So here's an account that I'm going to have access to. I'm never going to take money out, but I want to be able to see it at the drop of a hat. I want to, I want to open... My, the app on my phone, scroll over, boom, done. I want to see this. So simple. What's the rent? What's the payment? Well, the payment's $2,000 a month. So you're going to put $2,000 a month, as long as you live with me, in this bank account. Before you go snowboarding, buy the new speakers for your car, get the fancy new gamer laptop. No, no, no. 
This is the first of every month, half and half. Maybe you do half for each paycheck. I don't know. $2,000 a month, and it goes in this bank account. And we're going to play pretend. And your pretend is you're going to pretend to be able to afford this house. Now, if you don't, I'm not going to kick you out, but it means you're going to have to have a plan B, which means you need to move somewhere else eventually. So whatever that dollar figure is, whether it's rent, I'm going to move to Denver, but I can't afford the rent right now. Got it. So right now you put money each month and you set it aside as much as you can until it equals whatever the rent is. Or if they said, listen, I can afford a house payment. I just can't afford the down payment. Good. While you live with me for the next 6, 12, 18 months, you're going to put that $2,000 a month, $2,500, $3,000, $4,000, whatever the number is. You're going to add it to this joint bank account that is accessible by me so I can see it. It's still yours. It's registered under your social security number. I am going to be what's called an authorized user. Okay? There's a difference between a joint owner of a bank account and an authorized user of a bank account. Authorized user can usually see the same information. You can set it up that way. But the responsibility still goes to the child, the adult child. That means it's theirs. If there's a problem, if they overdraw, if they do something, fine. That's It's on their social security number. When there's interest that is earned, it goes against their income on their income tax. They have to file. They get their 1099. They have to add that income to their taxes. So here's why that makes a big difference, because you're training your children, just like you potty trained your little kids, just like you trained them to clean up after their, their mess when they were little and their Legos were all over the floor, just like you, tra- you train them to make their bed. The training doesn't end, right? The military took it over often at age 17 or 18 when they trained your son or daughter to be a man or a woman, because often parents didn't continue that journey. After a certain age, they wanted to be your friend. And you guys think being friends to your adult kids is more important than being their parent. I had a close friend. She used to say, me and my husband, we're just close. We just want to be friends with our, where we're done parenting. It's now about being friends. I'm like, wow, maybe that's the right answer, right? You, you don't get a second chance at it, but it didn't seem like it made sense to me. Of course, I wanted to be friends with my kids as adults. We have a lot more in common. But I'll never stop being their parent. That's silly, I think. So that means you may have to condition. You have to train them a little bit. You have to say, listen, I, I'll do my part. I'll provide a home for you. Me and your dad worked our, t- our, me and your mom worked our life for this home and our careers and our savings. And we'll share it with you. But your side of the journey is this. You have to put money aside to show that it matters and you're not... How how many times do parents come to me and they say, oh, you know, my son, uh, he lives with me. I said, oh, is he saving for his own home one day or his his condo or townhome? No, no, no. He goes to Cabo. He just got back from Greece for a three-week vacation. I go, so is he paying you rent? No. I mean, he helps out now and again. Gives me a couple hundred dollars for food or for the electric bill. And he buys his own food. Oh, yeah, yeah, buys his own food. That's nice. Can I live with you? I don't, I, I like to do that. I'll, I'll buy my own food, I promise. What is this? Now, listen, they have a job, they pay. Full time in school, driving an old beat up car. Okay, they're sacrificing. I get it. 
then they shouldn't be eating filet mignon and, and going to Cabo for the weekend. Very simple. They should be working, going to school, whatever it is. When the time comes, then and they turn around and they pay back. All right, so we see that happening more and more. I wanted to share that with you because I'm starting to see a trend. As I mentioned to you, it's sometimes folks come into the office. Sometimes I see them walking in. And if you don't train them at a young age to understand they're responsible for their own financial well-being, then you get adults that are in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s who have yet to prepare and take responsibility for their own future. They think the government, the union, they think the, the job, the pension, until you get laid off at 56 years old. A former Disney employee was so excited to share with me. He said, oh yeah, I worked for Disney. I was supposed to retire there. That was the last place. I was a senior engineer of some sort and I got laid off. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah. Did you qualify for your pension? Nope. It was just before I qualified for my pension. Well, that stinks. Yeah, don't worry. Disney doesn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. Okay, so here's where uh, I want to share with you an email. Let me give you my email address again. It's arif, A-R-I-F, at tfswealth.com. TFS stands for Total Financial Solutions. Wealth, as in a lot of money, but it's just the initials, TFS, and then the word wealth. Com. Okay, send me an email. Here's an email from uh, a client or, or a potential client. And he's a listener. Okay, I was never told to save. Dear Arif, I was never told to save for retirement or in a retirement account when I worked at the many jobs that I've had in my lifetime. At least I don't remember being told to save. I did serve 12 years in the military and moved around a lot but I didn't start saving until I was 50 years old. Today I'm 67 and my current retirement savings is $381,000. Okay, that's great, by the way, just so you know, we're pausing for a minute here, but just so you know, that's, that's not millions, but in 17 years, you busted your tail, you saved. I'm, I'm proud of you. Good job. All right, continuing with his email. I started collecting Social Security at age 65 and currently work part-time driving Uber and Lyft. I make about $40,000 a year after all my expenses are paid. Is there a way that I could put some of that aside for my retirement life and income when I turn 70 years old? I would like to try to replace that $40,000 at that age. Is that possible? I am single and my two children are grown and live in different states. I did work for a few jobs over the years, off and on, but none of them had a pension. I'm still paying Social Security taxes each year on my Uber Lyft income. I do have a house that is almost paid off. I have about two more years left. Thank you in advance. Okay, so here's what I would do. Let's talk about this. Let's see the situation a little bit. He has income coming from an independent contractor, which is now the rule in California, you can still retain your independent contractor license. It, they were trying to make all Uber and Lyft drivers become employees, which would have bankrupted Uber and Lyft. So for the time being, until Gavin Newsom and, and the Democrats in the state have their way, people still have a level of independence there. So here's the important part. 
the income that comes from Uber and Lyft is paid to him as a sole proprietor. Rightfully so, because he can turn it off, turn it on. Nobody tells him when he has to work. He doesn't have to wear a uniform. The rules are, are pretty clear that he should be treated as an independent contractor. In return, he is allowed to save 25% of that money. So that would be, what, uh, $40,000? That would be $10,000. He can save in a retirement account and add to that 381. In other words, build up that retirement savings. That's kind of nice. It's not life-changing, right? If you have five more years at, at 10000 that's $50,000 plus interest. But it's better than nothing. I like it. So what I would do is focus on that existing 381000 I would remove that from risk. I would keep some liquid, maybe 50000 maybe eighty, something like that, maybe a year's worth of his expenses, his need. Then I would put some of it in a medium and then some in a longer term fixed annuity so that he has protection because he's not going to have a spouse, at least not at this time, to help be his caregiver. If he needs help, he's going to have to pay for that. Okay, so he's going to have to pay for care, so we need a, a plan B to protect that. Okay, what about this? There are some CalVet options. So California has a CalVet program. I don't know if he's eligible or he qualifies, uh, but if you guys are a veteran and you live in the state of California, check out the CalVet, V-E-T. Sounds like vet as in veterinarian, but it's for veteran. So CalVet programs, there's certain programs that allow your children to go to college, Cal State and UC for free. I think it might be Cal State only, but whatever it is, I need you to research it. If you were a veteran and you have children going to Cal State, you might be able to get it free. That means I paid for it. It doesn't mean it, nobody did, but others, and you did, through your service and through your taxes. But your student doesn't have to take out student loans for that. It's kind of nice. Okay, so look at the CalVet program for any of you that I believe it's honorably discharged in the state of California. I think there's an opportunity for you to to look at certain benefits. Now, maybe nothing at your age uh, but for retirement but and later in life, but maybe. Okay, what about Social Security? This is important to understand. Your current, you started Social Security at age 65. That was a couple years ago. You are continually putting into Social Security. When you are an independent contractor, you're putting money in to the tax system. You're paying income tax on it, but you're also paying Social Security tax. Both sides, by the way, employee and employer. So you are putting in 15.3%. That's a lot of money, just so you know. Whew, a lot of money. That's thousands of dollars a year into the Social Security system. Here's why that makes a big difference. Because... Your Social Security check at age 65 was based on 35 years of working time. If in some of those years you have a zero in income, whether you were working part-time or you were in school or somebody else worked in the family and you didn't, whatever it might be. But if you have zeros or lower income than the 40000 a year, this can replace that. That means the average, the 35 years that they take, the highest 35 years, we can remove some low numbers or some zeros and replace it with some other numbers that could help you boost your Social Security check each year. So 
If you've noticed, you're probably getting a, not a huge, but a little bit of a good pay raise each and every year, maybe three, 4% in addition to what else you're earning. And if we can keep doing that for the next three years or so until you're 70 years old, four or five years, right? Then what you're doing is getting yourself into a position to where that social security check is going to be a little bit higher by the time you're 70. I like that. Okay, that's important. Second, you did mention something and you dropped this in your email. I do have a house that is almost paid off, about two more years. Okay, ready for this? When that house is paid off, remember, you have to make that house payment with after-tax money. So, for example, let's say your house payment is, and I'm talking principal and interest, not taxes and insurance. But if you are making that house payment, principal and interest, and it will be gone, you have to use after-tax money. For example, if you make, uh, if you if your payment is a thousand dollars a month, you have to make about fourteen or fifteen hundred dollars a month. Pay your payroll taxes, pay your income taxes. Fourteen hundred becomes a thousand, and give it to the mortgage company. So when you do not have to make that house payment anymore in the next couple of years. It's as if you got a pay raise of that $1,400 because it doesn't have to come in the front door to go out the back door. It's no longer an expense. That's very important because you just received a pay raise. So two things are going to happen. Well, maybe three actually. One, Social Security should go up a little bit over time. Number two, when that house is paid off, you're going to receive a pay raise, maybe an additional $1,000 or $2,000 a month, whatever that is principal and interest payment is. And the third is we can ladder or spread out some of that 381,000. I might do, let's say 250, uh, 100 or 150, and then the rest in a, in a liquid account, something like that. By doing that, it would give you a payment somewhere in the neighborhood of an additional thousand or 2000 a month. So we have a thousand or two thousand a month. We should have a pay raise in Social Security of a couple hundred dollars a month, maybe two or three hundred, four hundred. And of course, at the same time, we do not have the house payment. So can I make this work? Yes, it's going to be a tight squeeze, but we can do it. I may have to come to you and say, "Hey, listen, can you drive an Uber for six more months or another year? We just need a couple more things to happen. We could do that. If your goal is to eventually leave the state of California, well, maybe we don't want to worry about paying off the house, right? Maybe just we're going to sell the house. So that could be an option. But if you're a veteran that served during specific periods of time, including the Gulf War, Operation Desert Shield, Desert Storm, and you're honorably discharged, you served at least 90 days with one day during that period of time, there is something called an aid and attendance pension. Now, this part of it, I just want you to draw an asterisk. Any one of you that served in the military 90 days, with one of those days being during a time of, of war or conflict, and you were honorably discharged, you could receive what's called an aid and attendance pension. Now, what is the purpose of that? That is for later on in life, if you need assistance with what we call long-term care type uh, care, okay? Basically, 
You need assistance walking, feeding yourself, going to the bathroom, taking a shower. The federal government has these plans. Most people don't even know about it. Is that amazing? You serve your military. Most of you men and women that serve in the military, by the way, are quite humble about it. You're very quiet, especially those of you that have served in war or conflict. You don't run around talking about it. That's why I kind of know when people are faking it. Because often the ones that are faking it are the ones that are talking about it like it, you know, like it's a badge of honor. A lot of other men and women are humble that served in our military. And we're grateful as a nation for you. As conflict looms on the other side of, who knows, the next six months. So this is an award for you. This is a thankful country giving you back something. Probably not enough, but it is something. All right, so you're going to look at the California vet option, the CalVet. You're going to look at the uh, federal government aid and attendance pension as an option. You're also going to look at the self-employed person, SEP, self-employed person IRA, where you're allowed to deposit money from your income into that if we want to boost or if we need to boost up your retirement savings. I like the idea that you have very little debt. You mentioned that in, in another part of your email. So very little debt. Keep that down. I do want you to set aside a little money for Uber, Lyft because of that you know, to uh, repair and or replace your car because that seems to be, of course, the biggest expense. So we do want a plan B there. And very important, when you pay off that house, let's say you pay it off and I can get you to work just a tiny bit more. Well, number one, it's like additional income. So I might just say, hey, turn around and take that money. And here's what you do. You just pay off other debt. Oh, you don't have debt? We're going to put it to buy a new car. So the day you retire, you're done working. You're 70, 71 years old. We have cash or pretty darn close cash for a new car. So Uber Lyft bought you a new car, paid off your house, grateful for the time that you, that you were able to work and provide for yourself. Listen, I have been like most of you in both of those service vehicles, right? Uber and Lyft. I've been in both of them. I've had drivers that have complained about everything, how little they were paid, how bad that this, they hate the company, they hate the, the wages and the taxes. I get it. And I have been in cars and vehicles. Well, people love it. They love the freedom. They love the extra income. They love the ability to, to go to their children's uh, events, activities, shut it off, turn it on, work at night, work in the day. So just like my conversation in the first hour, if you don't like your job, this is America, guys. Go get a different one. Oh, I, I've applied. Well, then look in the mirror and figure out why you're the problem. Because if you've applied at 10, 20, 10, 15 jobs, whatever, and you didn't get it, well, might have been Einstein. It could have been somebody smarter than him. I don't know. But when you keep doing something, getting the same result, maybe you should stop doing it. Just me. You're banging your head against the wall. Maybe you should stop doing it. Look in the mirror and say, maybe it's me. Maybe my appearance isn't set for that job. Right? Maybe you smell. I'm sorry. Maybe you your hair needs to be cut. Maybe your clothes need to be updated. Maybe you need to... I mean, you get it? Look in the mirror. You can get any job, anytime, anywhere that you qualify for or you're even reasonably qualified for. Companies need you. Oh, if I'm not updated, go to school. 
from from midnight to one in the morning. You go to sleep a little bit later. I don't know whatever time you sleep. Stay up an hour. Wake up an hour earlier. Go to YouTube University. Rumble University. I like Rumble better than YouTube anyway. Figure it out. Learn about the details. Learn about the craft. I'm an artist. Learn to be a better artist. I like to be a gunsmith. Learn to be a better gunsmith. You can go to those classes online. I like that. Learn. You can find out anything about anything. All of you want to sit around and complain about this stuff. Come on, man. It's in the mirror. I've given 17 resumes. You are the problem then. You're a nice person, but you're still the problem. You can fix it. Be creative and think. All right, stay with me. I have another email that's quite interesting. Long marriage and interesting concerns when we come back on the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Halaby. Thanks for being a part of the show on AM870, The Answer. Your place for news, talk, and information. 888-99-RETIRE. 997-3847. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now, higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Arab Halabi, the total financial hour, your place for news talk and information. TFSWealth.com. That's our actual website. TFSWealth, as in a lot of money.com. You can send me an email at Arif at TFSWealth.com. Arif at T as in Tom, F as in Frank, S as in Sam, Wealth.com. W E A L T H. All right. So uh, I, I love the idea of talking about uh, financial stuff. I always have. It's kind of weird. Even when I was a Los Angeles policeman, some of you know that I was a police officer for uh, 10 years, seven months, and three days. Uh, I wasn't counting. Uh, it wasn't my choice Somebody to, to leave. I had a car accident. Somebody blew a stop sign after multiple back and knee surgeries. I had to retire uh, from the police department. During that period of time, I, I want you to know this because I'm human like you. During that period of time, I got scammed. Now, now understand this. It wasn't one, it was three different scams over about three four time, uh, three or four uh, uh, scams. I want to say it was probably a year, maybe over a year or so. It's a long time ago, 30 years ago. So I share that with you because you may have made mistakes, financial mistakes over your lifetime, but you can also fix those. I had to go back to school. I had to figure out why I was a smart guy. I'd been investing since I was 18. How did I get ripped off when I was 30, 31? What, what happened? What changed? So I went back to school. So that's 27 years ago. That's why you're here today listening to me because I, I, I think that people need to know. I love to jump out and explain financial stuff in a simple way. I like to help clients. That's what I do. It's what our firm is all about. It's we've been doing this for a long time now. Uh, it's what I dedicated my life to. And I think it's a big part of you understanding that there are financial products there are people out there, there are organizations out there that align with your values, and there are those that don't. It used to be something that was kept away, right? If the CEO or 
the professor of your business class or anybody that was teaching or that was trying to be general about their views, you, you almost never knew. Like I could tell you growing up, there were very, very few teachers that I ever knew their political persuasion. And I'm talking about in the Reagan years, right? When the left wing thought we were supposed to blow ourselves up and, and everything was about going to, to, you know, we were going to die in nuclear war. Remember that? Yeah, there were very few professors that I knew where they would have voted or how they voted. It just didn't, didn't matter. We didn't see that. Today, oh my gosh, there's probably very, very few professors that you don't know, including history and sociology, the ones that are supposed to be general. Right? Do you understand that? Not the ones that are supposed to be telling you everything uh, about their life. Those people are not. So I think you need to realize that there are organizations out there that do align with your values and they're not apologetic about it. They don't care what you think. They don't sit back and ask your opinion on whether or not you think it's a good idea. They say, this is what we believe. Take it or leave it. So one of those is Old Glory Bank. You've heard me mention it before. Probably heard Larry Elder talk about it on various new Fox News and some other broadcasts. Old Glory Bank. Bill O'Reilly talked about it. <clears throat> Here's why. It's very simple. Old Glory Bank used to be a bank out of... Uh, and by the way, I'm not paid by them. I don't, uh, I don't own the bank. It's, it'd be nice to own a bank, but it, I don't. I just use them. I started using them. I like them because they match my values. They match what I stand for. Old Glory Bank. Bought a bank in Oklahoma, a real physical bank. Took them a couple of years, regulatory approval. Bank has been around for a hundred and something years anyway. They just bought it, changed the name, and changed its mission statement that it's now about pro-American. And they said, listen, we're not pro-conservative, anti-liberal. No, no, no. We're pro-American. What does that equal? Second Amendment rights. No problem. We're not going to report you to, to any government agency for anything. Right? I mean, you understand that? It's pretty powerful. All customer service in the United States. Not cancelable. You're not going to be canceled for what you say or what you believe, unlike J.P. Morgan Chase. They actually cancel you. I know this. Chase, Wells Fargo canceled why oh because you said this because you believe that but 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 sorry so anyway old glory bank you can check it out see if it fits for you uh all right this is a, another part of what we do and it's a sometimes it's about explaining why i think electric vehicles and solar power is not the right thing right now I love it that some of you give me feedback. I don't always like the tone. I love all of you. I hate, I mean, most of you. But it doesn't matter. The tone is your, your thing. It's not mine. If I'm offended, it's a me problem. It's not you. You understand that? So I'm not offended. I'm not upset. But I want you to be clear on something. There are zero mechanisms in place to handle the recycling of wind, wind turbines. There are zero mechanisms in place to handle the mass need recycling of solar panels. Nuclear power is the size of a softball, maybe a basketball, and it will power what 
hundreds of thousands of solar panels can do. I mean, you realize that. You have to bury those things somewhere. Listen, you want to buy an electric car that's your business. Drive it around town, but don't try to drive an electric car across America. It's not going to happen. Right? I mean, you, you get that? It's just not going to happen. Because most of you don't understand that electric cars require a certain infrastructure powered by, shh, don't tell anybody, uh, diesel, diesel, coal, coal and diesel and natural gas, shh, don't tell anybody. That That's how you power the electric car chargers that charge your car at the mall parking lot. You understand that? So you're still creating the same energy release. The problem is, guys, there's no place to put the battery when it's done in 10 or 15 or 20 years or less in some cases. So that's the problem. You want to go and, uh, to the smartest people in the world and ask them, how do we recycle this? How do we make it so that we don't have uh, little children, uh, Chinese children or black children in the middle of uh, Africa or China in the desert and uh, digging and, and coming up with the cobalt and the lithium and the other minerals that are needed? How is that okay compared to a, a man or a woman who works off the coast of Texas or Louisiana? on an oil rig, making 125000 a year, living comfortably, providing for his or her family. How, how is that better? Oh, sh- sh- we don't talk about that. Let's just walk around like we are better than those diesel car truck drivers. That, that gas guy over there, he only gets 16 miles to the gallon in that big old SUV. We're going we're gonna to just walk like we're better than them. Shh, don't say anything. You guys are polluting it worse. Now, listen, at the end of the story, you can still think it's a good idea. But now you know all the facts. You can remove my commentary. Just know the facts. And then you decide. It's worth it. Great. It's your life. It's your integrity. All of us have integrity compromises somewhere in our life. Somewhere, somehow. You don't pay for the parking meter, right? You use a plastic bag and you pay for one, but you buy two or you take two, but you don't pay for any. I, I, I get it. All of us have a places that, we'll, that, that we do. It's just honest. And this is yours. I'm not on a crusade to ban these things. I'm on a crusade to make it clear this is what it does. There will be compromises. There will be uh, give and take. And you have to know that if you're going to spend your money. All right? This is a big deal, guys. You're taking your roof where you're responsible for all the water leaks, all the problems, all the maintenance, all the repairs, the recycling, the getting rid of it, the taking it down, the putting the new ones up, the cleaning. And you're creating a power plant for the Department of Water and Power or Southern California Edison in which they are paying you nothing for. They should be paying you rent each month. They're not. Okay, so I think a lot of people have been suckered in the story and they need to know the difference. Okay, here we go. This is your email. 
Dear Arif, I have managed our finances for the last 42 years of our marriage. Now that we are retiring, I want to give up some of that control over to my husband. I'm 63 and he's 65. I'm not sure if you've had anyone succeed in retirement by giving up, uh, by doing this. So I wanted to ask, here is a breakdown of how we have done so far and what I would like to do with it going forward. All right. Number one, my husband has only had three jobs with 401k plans in his career. We had a combined, we had to combine two of them in an IRA at a large brokerage house. It seems they have averaged less than 3% rate of return per year since we have merged them over the last 18 years. However, the accumulation, uh, the accumulation in fees that we have paid has been almost as much as we have earned in interest. The total in the IRA is $529,000. The current 401k from his current job is 375000 Since his social security will be about $3,400 a month, and mine is $1,500 a month, we think we will have enough to pay for our everyday monthly expenses. I would like an extra $1,500 a month income, if possible, from these accounts. My big concern is to allow us as much, uh, allow as much of this as possible to go to our children when we pass away. That is, if we don't need it for our long-term care health plans. Okay. All right, guys. So here's the, the, here's the issue. 42 years of marriage, she drops in that she wants to maybe give up control of the money. Probably she's tired or exhausted uh, of it. Probably not because her husband is pushing it. And here's the reason I say that. Because she's done a pretty darn good job. Maybe not perfect, but she's done a pretty good job. So he's probably thinking, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. She's probably thinking... This has been my job that's never going to end. In other words, she's never going to not, she's never going to retire from managing the family's finances. So she's probably looking for a break. Uh, okay, I appreciate that. I would say together moving forward, you guys should work on this together. Maybe meet, I have one client that meets once a week. You guys are, are listeners, I believe, out in Palos Verdes. And you meet once a week to go over your finances, lay it out. Maybe that's a little bit overkill. I think it's, not necessary to be that micromanaged. Maybe it's every other week or once a month, depending on where your accounts are and, and how dramatically at risk you have them. If you have them pretty at risk in the market and you're doing kind of you know, crazy trades and, and investing and risky, okay, maybe you're going to get in and need a, a lot more hands-on control. If that's the case, then my contention is you should be dealing with that every day that the market is open right? instead of once a week. Okay, so here's a big part of it. Their bills are paid for with uh, $4,900 a month that comes in. That's pretty good. I'm comfortable with that. That means they're probably their home is paid for and they do want to leave money to their children. Here's where I go with this. You guys are at a perfect age for something called a fixed indexed universal life insurance policy. Now, both of you should apply and maybe both of you will be approved. Maybe one will be approved at a better rate. Whatever that case is, that is what I would leave to the children. Because if you leave an indexed universal life insurance to the kids, it's tax-free to them. If you guys are alive, you can access the death benefit in the form of long-term care benefits to you if you're uh, alive, but you need help 
caring for your living and you don't want to spend your retirement savings, you can use this money. In other words, the death benefit is not just for your heirs after you pass away. You can use it for your own care and well-being. That's powerful. And the reason I would apply for both is, as I mentioned, one of you might be approved at a better rating, but maybe you both will want something. So you both, we don't know who's going to pass first, who's going to get sick first, if anybody, right? We just want to be careful and be protected so that I would use that as an option. All right, here's the other part. That extra $1,500 a month, I would say, let's use the IRA. Let's use 400000 of that IRA to give you a guarantee of $1,500 a month beginning now, 30 days. I think it's a month or so is what it takes to get started. It takes about a month. And we can start that. That's income that comes in each and every month. If there's a long-term a, a care event, that 1500 will be at least 3000 They double it. There's an income doubler. So they increase the benefits to you if you need it for long-term care. Right? Two out of six activities of daily living. Let me clarify what that is. It's not just you sprained your ankle and went to the urgent care. This is serious stuff. Right? If you had a stroke... It doesn't have to be forever. It can be short-term window. You had your hip replaced and, and you're going to need three months, six months of care. Okay, you might be able to activate it, depending on what's going on with you, okay? But it has to be more serious, not less. The other part of it is I want to leave real estate to your children when you pass away. So the house and real estate, right? So in other words, vacation homes, second homes, and life insurance, so we, if the goal, if the primary goal is to make sure that the kids receive something, then what I would do is kind of push those things into the corner and say, that's our second place that we go for money. The first place we go is our retirement account. And so because I'm going to take of the, I guess it's what right around, oh gosh, 900,000 or so, and I would have 400 B for immediate income, I would probably have another 300 or so be for, let's say, 10 years down the road. It could be longer, but let's just say minimum of 10 years. So some for today, some for 10 years. And then I would have the rest just sitting in a CD or a money market or a fixed annuity that's earning 4 5 6% return. That's it. Come heck or high water, safe, 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 safe. You're not going to hit home runs. It's accessible, some or all of it, depending on where it is. But what we're doing is we're giving you kind of a laddering approach. You've heard me say that. It's kind of probably should get t-shirts made. We're going to ladder your retirement income. Surprise, Arif says laddering again. This is it. It's not that difficult. Right? It just, uh, just like a good relationship is not supposed to be hard. Right? Reasonable financial retirement, reliable income. It's not supposed to be risky where every day you're like, oh my gosh, is it going to work? What's happening overseas? Oh my gosh. That's not it. This is very simple and straightforward. The more complicated it's made, generally speaking, the more distractions that you have and the higher fees you pay to other people, right? Other organizations. You just don't have to do that. I, I mean, I don't know if you, if, if $900,000, guys, for, for you two that send it in the email, if 900000 becomes 1.4 million in the next 24 months, are you going to fly around on private jets? Right? Oh, 900,000 Arif brought it to 1.4 million. Woo, let's, let's buy a Ferrari. Are you, are you going to do that? Probably not. Because your financial habits 
are already established. They're what they are. But if 900000 becomes $500,000, now who's going to lose sleep at night? Not your broker. You. If 900000 becomes $500,000, who's going to have to consider cutting back? Your broker? No. He or she has no concern in the world. Now, listen, when they talk to you, they'll be like, oh, I'm concerned. And then when they hang up, they're like, hey, what's for lunch? Right? When you're on the phone with him or her, you're going to be concerned. You're like, I'm concerned. Then when you hang up, you go, okay, how do we cut back? That's your conversation. What do we, what do we need to, to stop doing? Let's stop eating out. Let's cut cable. Right? You start panicking. What do we, what do we cut? Well, look, if you think the market is going to start cutting back, which me and others do, that there's going to be a problem, not a little one, but a big one, then maybe it's time to protect some or part, a big chunk, whatever it is that's needed for reliable income. You can still access, oh, once it's an annuity, I can't touch it. Not true. You can, and you'll pay a fee for it. If it's above 10% a year, you would pay a fee unless it's certain medical issues. But you pay a fee in your brokerage accounts anyway, whether you need the money, whether it's an emergency, whether it's not an emergency, good day, bad day, a lot of money, little money. You pay a fee, pay a fee, pay a fee. With us, that is not the case. It's only if you need more than 10% of the account each and every year. That is why we leave money out. That is why we put some over here, some over there, some over there. Right? You don't put it all in one place. That'd be silly. So you've got to look at how do I structure this for the purpose of the money? So in this particular case, this lady wrote, should I give up control or she wants to give up control? My, my short answer is no, I don't, I don't think you should. I think you both should be involved. And you probably have a knack for this. I, I mean, you did well. Of course, you probably could have done better. Everybody could have done better. You know, I mean, there's always perfect scenarios, but, but I would say great job. And if you're good at this, maybe even great at it for your own family, then stay involved. Maybe your husband wants to be involved. That's great. Let him be involved too. Together, you guys can, can navigate, have a monthly, maybe it's a weekly meeting, but I don't know if you need to be that, that dramatic. Depends on your positions, right? If you're in the market, then maybe it, I think it's multiple times a week. If you're in safety type CDs, money markets, fixed annuities, fixed indexed annuities, then weekly is overkill. Once a month is more than enough because things don't change that quickly. They change once or twice a year, not once or twice a day. So that's the difference. And if the goal, ma'am, is for you to leave money, for you and your husband to leave money to the children then let's leave it in the most efficient way possible. Real estate, life insurance. Now, it can be stock market. You didn't mention if you had brokerage accounts outside of uh, IRAs, right? Outside of retirement accounts. If you did, and you bought that stock for $5 a share and it's gone up to $50 a share, and you pass away and your children inherit it at $50 a share, then they don't pay tax on that gain either. That's another discount for them. So there's some benefits to it, for sure. But 
If the risk is not something you need and the primary objective is income for you, then the risk associated with that tax benefit that is found inside of a brokerage account, in my opinion, is too much. We can answer the same concern, which is let's be efficient when we leave the money to our children. We can answer that with life insurance. We can answer it with real estate. So if you guys have a second home or a vacation home and you wanted to to look at that, great, that's an, an option. We can work on paying that off over the years, keeping both homes, right? If you guys are gonna move and you wanna keep this house and rent it out in California, then you keep it, rent it out, you can leave it to your children, same story, tax-free. Okay, these are important parts because to achieve what we need to do, it isn't this magic, oh, I need $1 million before I can retire. Oh, I, I, I had somebody come to me the other day. With, they went to one of those two-name agencies. And they said, Arif, here's my financial plan. They gave me this financial plan. It's like 144 pages. I thought to myself, this is insane. I can promise you the advisors never even read this. Certainly doesn't understand it. Understands parts. But if I just close my eyes and pick a page towards the middle or the back, and I said, what does this mean? Uh, let me take a look. Let me do research. Let me find out. That's probably the way the conversation would go. So anyway, anyway, they sit down in my office. They have this 140-page item. We go through it. And I said, here's what it says. It says, you give them your money, you will pay a fee. If it goes up, you get those gains, but you pay a fee. If it goes down, you get those losses and you pay a fee. And they are not responsible if you lose money. You cannot come back and sue them. That's what this page says. How about if the market goes up, you get to make some interest. If it goes down, you don't lose anything. But you're not going to make all the interest. And you can access 10% a year without any fee. And by the way, you'll never pay a fee if you do those two things. Wow. Imagine that. No wonder Wall Street's <laughs> hesitant to have this conversation with you, right? Hey, guys, thanks for being part of the show. We'll see you next week. I'm Arif Halaby. This is the Total Financial Hour. Arif, A-R-I-F, at TFSWealth.com. That's my email address. Or give us a call at 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. Have a blessed rest of your weekend. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.